were talking about trying to make adjustments in our lives, changes in our lives. We all pick up bad habits. It seems like we can do that so much quicker than we can pick up good habits. And we were talking about in that course, the uh, agenda was to have a budget. Have it laid out so you don't have month left uh, and your money's already all gone. So that you don't have that financial stress. But we have those ways of starting off with good intentions. And we might work the plan for a little while. Some are better than others. They're more detail-oriented. They're focused. They're not going to let anybody distract them. But then sooner or later, most of us, Jim told me this morning, have that way of slipping, slipping back into the old ways. I'm, read, I'm listening to a Dave Ramsey CD, uh, well, several of them, about 10 of them that Rob let me borrow. And so it's kind of like a refresher course, but as I listen to it, I start flinching. I say, ooh, I'm not doing that. Ooh, I did that for a while, but I just kind of forgot. And I know that when I had my own business, you know, I could be rocking and rolling for a while, but then things really started coming in, the, the sales were up, and I'm thinking there's never going to be another poor day. So what do I do? I pick up bad habits. Maybe I go into the office 30 minutes or an hour later. Or maybe for lunch, when I go out to lunch with individuals, maybe I stay another half hour afterwards. And instead of staying at the office till 8 o'clock at night, I'm going home at 5, 5.30. It's easy to pick up the bad habits. It is so easy. And what is it that we do not understand? That when we keep committing the same errors in our lives, or you can put the word sin in there if you'd like to, but when we keep doing the same thing over and over again, and we're thinking we're going to get different results. Am I the only one that's ever done that? Am I the only one that keeps doing it over and over and expecting it to be different? Well, I guess I am. Nobody else raised their hand. Not a Fred, you never did that, did you? There's some shy people in here. (laughs) But we do that. We do that. And in our moral life, we do that. We can be focused. We can have a good Sunday school lesson. We can have Dan Lee in the pulpit. We can have good Sunday mornings. And we leave thinking, okay, okay, this is going to be a better week. This is going to be a better week. And then somebody pulls in front of you at United Supermarket. You say, wait a minute, that's my parking place. I was coming into that. You got there just before me. Or maybe the line's a little slow. I'm always good at doing that. There's only one person in front of me and there's four over here. But those four get through before that one person in front of me. And so I start losing my religion. Maybe I needed to pray. But we do that. We pick up those bad habits so much quicker. And they they hang on us. 
They don't, it's not like the good ones. They don't hang on us. But the bad ones, boy, they do. They'll stay with us and, boy, this is mine and I'm going to take ownership of this. I'm going to make it work this time. Wrong. So wrong. But we do have hope. Hope in our spiritual life, our personal life, our relationships. Hopes in the financial programs like Dave Ramsey that's Christian-based. We do have hope. I'll share with you something that was written approximately 700 years before before Christ. See which one of my bookmarkers, Gerald, are you counting? Which one of my bookmarkers I'm going to turn to? Bear with me on this. This has, this has several verses to it. Isaiah, the 53rd chapter. Now this was written approximately 700 years before Christ. It said about 740. So I'm going to go with a round number. 700 years before Christ. God let it be known that there was going to be a Messiah. People were anxiously waiting. But look at all the generations before the Messiah. But His Word is just as real those 700 years. But people got impatient, very impatient. The Israelites were were very good to go back to their old ways like the ones they had in Egypt, worshiping idols and things of this nature, complaining to God about this and that. And they were overrun. They, one time that, well, when they were in Egypt, 400 years right there alone. The Babylonians, Babylonians also captured them. Rome captured them. They've been through some tough, tough times. But they held on to their word. Does that mean they sat down every day and read it? No. They didn't have a print and press. Not everybody had one. But they had their teachers. And there was that reminder. That reminder. God is going to send us a Messiah. That was the good news. He's going to send us a Messiah. Started on the second verse. 53rd chapter, Isaiah is talking about the Messiah. It says, He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to Him. Nothing in His appearance that we should desire Him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our inequities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Amen. Amen. You don't think that the Israelites had to have hope waiting those centuries for their Messiah? There had to be hope. They had to understand 
there is a power much greater than me. And yet they turned against him so frequently. So frequently. They just crossed the Red Sea and then they had turned on God. They said, you bring us out here so we could starve to death. Where is this God? And they'd already walked through the Red Sea. Some of you don't know, one time I called it the Red River. (laughs) Just parted right open. That's in the book. Somebody's got the book. I think it's Waldo. (laughs) But I've been doing this before as a senior. But anyway, so they had had these many, many relationships, miracles with God. And they'd fall back on their evil ways, their doubtful ways. But there were the prophets such as Isaiah that would come forth and say the word of God. And there was also those that were speaking the word of God that were killed by those that were in authority because they didn't like the message, the message of God. But today, today, the, what is this, the third? December the third. I am asking you not to lose hope. Not to lose hope. Whatever you're facing, do not lose that hope. See, when I was doing well in business, and I was a big part of the conversation. I, 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 I did this, I did that. But once I got knocked down, guess who I was calling to? And he could have says, Wayne, I don't know you. You have turned from me. I don't know you. He could have, but he didn't. He didn't. And it makes no difference how many mistakes we make He will always be there for us. Always. Now, I know some of you that are carrying some personal matters right now with you. You didn't raise your hand, but you've got some things working. You're having to work through those issues. And I say through. And I keep saying it. You know, repetition, eventually people get it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. So some of you are walking through the valley. And it seems like at times, doesn't he hear me? Doesn't he care about me? God, I've been reaching out to you now for two weeks. Where are you? Not four centuries. But two weeks. We want it like yesterday, just like microwave popcorn. We want it to just sizzle. But we don't have any patience. But you know that the Israelites had to wander around 40 years so they could learn the lesson that there was a God. And they were not going, those 40 years, those individuals except for two, including Moses, did not get to the Holy Land. Forty years, they wandered around. And we're wanting this instantaneously. I said us. I'm the same way. We want it now. But we have the Word of God 
as our guide, as our outline, that tells us that we should not give up, should not quit. Do you remember the parable that Jesus taught in which there was a judge and this lady kept coming up and coming back and coming back. She wanted justice. And finally the judge says, I'm going to have to give her justice. She is wearing me out. Do you women understand that? Y'all know how that works? And the judge gave her justice. We're not to give up. We're to go back to him. We're to go to him knowing the love that he has for us. Knowing that he is not going to change. He is the same today as he was from the very beginning of creation. You can count on it. We're riding in beautiful trucks and cars. We're no longer on camels. Thank you, Lord. I knew I'd get an amen sooner or later. Our transportation's better. We've got good heating and lights. But the Word of God has not changed. We talk about how quick there's change. I don't keep up with change as well as John White does. I can't even spell the things he does. But our Lord God that sent His Son to die for our sins, it's still the same. The Word has the word hope throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. Hope. And it's not hope in you and me. All you, you know, I may hope that you get that raise that you're going to get. I may hope that your health is better next week. Yeah. But the main hope is in Him. The One that loved us so much, He sent Jesus Christ to die for us. And we're not supposed to be frail. We're not supposed to crack and crumble because we don't get immediate results from those prayers. We are to stay steadfast. Again, I have the advantage of looking in a rearview mirror and it's a lot further back from me than it is most of you. But I can see we're going through those difficult times made me a better person. But at the time, that is so difficult to hold on to. God, this is terrible. God, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I've got the bankers calling me. I've got the guy that I financed the car calling me. I've got the utility company calling me. I've got my uncle over here that's real sick. I've got my niece that uh, has been in and out of the hospital. You know, we've got all of these things going on. Distractions. Challenges. But what we need to hold on to is the Word of God. Hold on to the Word of God and His love for you and for me. 700 years before Jesus Christ, and it's been 2,000 since He's been here. But hold on. Hold on to His Word. And you have seen His miracles. Like me, we know they exist. Romans 8, 28. 
And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His, to His purpose. Always. Sometimes I, uh, sometimes I have a difficult time, just put it out here, I have a difficult time emotionally because so many people I know and talk to are fighting an illness. And sometimes it feels like that's all I'm attending to or folks that I care about that are really hurting. But I'm also inspired. I'm inspired by those that are going through troubled waters for their faith. Like Mark Holocker that stands up and he'll tell you right off, God gets all the glory. Harold does. He gives God the glory. James Fuquay had a terrible accident, crushed his ankle, and he went back to see the doctor this last Thursday, I believe it was, and the guy was amazed how well he's doing in three weeks. I've known Fuquay just about ever since I was here. And I've never heard him talk so much about God as he does now. He talks about it's all God's doing. It's not my doing. He gives God the credit for the healing and the progress he makes. Jim Watley has been through so much like with cancer and, and Deborah with her strokes that she has. And Jim is the first one to let you know that it's because of God that they're able to be here and continue on with the life. There are those witnesses that you and I need to pay attention to. For they will give us that inner strength. At times we're all weak. But when you've been through those things and they have credibility such as Mark, then I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to pay attention to what he's saying. I'm going to pay attention to what the book, the good book says. You will have challenges. You're going to have sorrows. You're going to have pains. But you're never, ever alone. And sometimes, the best time, is when you're physically alone and you just open up to the Lord and you ask for that strength, you ask for that comfort, you ask for that love, or you ask for the Lord to be with that one you love that's in surgery. He's there. He's there now, and He will be 10 years from now. Hope. Always, always. Not so much in yourself. He has given you gifts. Some of you have achieved so much in your life. So you, you, you've, you've been able to, to use your talents and in godly ways. You've been able to do that. But you also recognize without God I am nothing. Without God. I'm nothing. Hope.
hope for today, hope for tomorrow. For you had hope in the past. And you have been able to be an overcomer. Overcomer with the help of Jesus Christ. Dear Lord, we are so grateful for your love. We can't earn it. We know it. The Ten Commandments. We can't earn it. We can't earn our way into heaven by doing good deeds. So we have to seek you. We have to seek you to get that strength and that courage. And when we stumble and fall, try to remember. Try to remember the mistakes we've made so that tomorrow we're a better example of our Lord and our Savior. Thank you for each person that is here today for their seeking you. Those that are at home watching now, we ask your blessings on them as well. Go with us now, dear Lord. Go with us that we will take the light of Jesus Christ without whom we are nothing. We take that light with us. It's in your name. Your name we pray. Amen.